Welcome to the Judy Fox Show, where we level up your business with heart and humor. And today we have the one, the only, Shannon Siriano. I first found her letter from our founder or an about section on the website with RebelCon here in Richmond, Virginia. And she talks about her postpartum depression. And before she was work, 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 hustle, 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 bring all the projects all the time, no need for downtime or rest or delegation. And she talks about her personal journey. And it wasn't until she literally couldn't do it anymore, everything was shutting down, that she started searching for another way. And she found people who were doing things differently, making their own schedules, doing work they love, building businesses around their unique skill sets, educating people about things they're passionate about, connecting, collaborating, protecting time. So many things that she mentioned I was beyond resonating with. So you're going to love this conversation. And what she says about attending the events that I personally feel after being to almost all of them in 2019, I have attended almost every monthly event that I could possibly go to and the conference, was I hope you walk away with new ideas of how you can put yourself first, real goals from the inside, not from the outside, for how you want to live, work, create, and feel in this one precious life. I want you to forget about anyone else's definition of success. I want you to rebel. That almost brings tears to my eyes right now, reading that, just because of just, it's just incredible. It's so powerful. And it's exactly why this community is forming the way that it is. And I want to give a big shout out. I've already shouted out Doug Thompson, but he left me the most hilarious. DM that I loved as a review for one of the episodes, and I have to play it. So here we go. Hey, I'm listening to your podcast, and you just played Tima's message, and I about peed in my pants. I had to leave her a message as well. You two got to get on in one together. It'd be a riot. He said, just warn me so I'm like stationary and don't run into anybody. See ya. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Maybe I need to get permission to play that message. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Thank you so much for that feedback. That's the best feedback I ever could have gotten today. <laughs> All right. So we're either going to be laughing from our emotions or wanting to pee our pants. Either way, this is going to be an amazing episode with Shannon Siriano. And we are at the uh, we the broad <laughs> space in Richmond, Virginia, downtown, and we are chatting in a room with two comfy chairs just to set the picture in the stage and join in on our conversation that we had together. Thank you so much. I'm so excited for you to listen to this. So we are recording, just FYI. Yay! Don't act different. I'm just kidding. I won't say anything weird. You can say everything, everything weird. Okay, good. I'm checking your levels. Okay. So speak again. Hello, 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 hello. Okay, we're good. Have you done a live one before? Um, I have. Okay, yeah. Yeah, just checking because yeah. <laughs> it's kind of not live like with an audience, but like live oh, like they yeah. just record it and then. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> I just listened to a really great one that Tara McMillan did. Okay. Um, that was live and like people could like type in questions and stuff. That is really cool. But was I think it, she it was did live it through. Yeah, well, not like an audience, like people sitting in the room, but people listening online. Okay. I think she was doing it through Mighty Networks. Okay, because I was... Um, they must have that feature. Listening to 
Caitlin Bristow's podcast, Off the Vine, and she's going on tour. Hmm. And she's making it like a party. Oh, that's cool. With a DJ. Yeah, I think I'm going to one like that here. Oh, really? Yeah. What is it? Do you know? Her name is Brianna, the girl. Oh, Sweet Talks. She lives here and she interviews. And here is Richmond, Virginia, everybody. Yeah, she interviews (laughs) like entrepreneurs. And then there's some tie in with dessert. That's why it's sweet. (laughs) I'll send, I'll have to send you the info. Oh my gosh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now it's going to be at Studio 23, I'm pretty sure in April. And some really cool, she's, she's interviewing some really cool people. Dominique Broadway, who was at RebelCon. Okay. Do you remember Dominique? Yes, I do. Finance. Yes. Finances demystified. Yes. Well, that is really cool. Mm -hmm. All right. So you are listening, just FYI, for everybody (laughs) who's tuning in. (laughs) You're listening to me and Shannon Siriano Greenwood. Perfect. And I was listening to you being introduced on another podcast because I was like, I I always like add an extra I or Mm. something. There's a lot of syllables already. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And how did we, so we first got connected and I first discovered RebelCon, which is, we're going to dig into what all that is, but I'm going to just set the stage for um, being active in the Richmond community and looking around and saying, kind of lifting your head up from whatever you're doing as a woman, as an entrepreneur, as even if you're in a corporate space, I loved that you shared that. It doesn't matter, or creative Mm-hmm. that lifting your head up and kind of looking around and being like, look, I'm doing this by myself. I'm kind of in my bubble, but I don't want to be in my bubble. That's basically what me coming to this was, was me being like, I need to get out of this bubble and I need to have other people. Yeah. So. Well, so when we started RebelCon, that was the total like mission, like trying to get, especially the entrepreneur community better connected because we all felt like we were operating in our bubbles. And it's been so interesting to see how so many people from traditional professional careers are also finding their way because we assume, and you know this having been a former corporate person, because you're working with other people, that means you're not still in your bubble. But of course you are, especially if you're not super connected with the people that your coworkers are. So you may have a vision. Correct. That even, and this is what happened. I mean, I was working in corporate, like you said, 20 Mm -hmm. years. And during that entire time, I still sometimes operated in my head like I was an entrepreneur. Right. Yeah. I was running. Yeah, you can't like turn that on and off. I've always been this way. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I just didn't know how to implement it. (laughs) Right. But you're right. There's so many people who are in the corporate or business space working for employers and they have an entrepreneurial spirit or they just have a creative bone or they want to network. That's it. They just want to meet other people doing interesting things that are not necessarily in their silo that they're operating in. Well, another way is it's a great way to meet people who can serve the corporation that you're actually working for. And you can find great, I mean, there's so many corporate offices that need branding or they need um, software. They need so many things in this group. Help with LinkedIn. Ooh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, and I was just saying that I listen to podcasts 
before I get on a podcast with the person I'm talking to, like you, and I listen to What Works, and it was incredible because you guys were talking all about LinkedIn and yeah. your love of LinkedIn. And totally I like, unintentionally. <laughs> I wasn't like channeling you, but it's true because I'm a LinkedIn newbie. Yeah. And so I'm like getting, I'm like super into it. It's like blowing my mind, like how many great face-to-face meetings that I've been able to get from LinkedIn. And one thought, and this goes back to the community you're building, when you build a community or when you have something like LinkedIn that already establishes a baseline floor of good, authentic people are going to be attracted to whatever it is you're putting out on LinkedIn, the community you're building with RebelCon, you're creating a safe space where everyone starts to say, okay, they're legit. Oh, yeah. No, I feel like LinkedIn is for sure giving us like brand credibility, which is interesting because I never thought about LinkedIn when we started because I don't, I didn't have the understanding that entrepreneurs were really there. I really thought of it as more of like a professional corporate way of connecting and like finding jobs. Like I really didn't understand the breadth of what is happening there. So it wasn't until we were really getting intentional about companies sending their people to the conference that we even that I even was like dabbling there. And it has for sure, I think, made us seem much more professional and legitimate because we are active in that space. Oh, I cannot wait for the ability to go live because when we're at the events, I can pull out my camera and go live on LinkedIn. <laughs> is that happening? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. That is currently happening. So I just saw a live video being done at uh, South by Southwest. Yeah. And yeah, it is happening. Awesome. First South by and now Rebel. I, I, I think that's like a it. perfect segue from those two conferences. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I mean, we can get everyone over from South by to totally. RebelCon. <laughs> if we wanted them. But like honestly, and you know this because we've yes. talked about this before, the goal is never mass size events. I think what's so unique about RebelCon and the Rebel community is how we intentionally plan the number of people who can attend. Mm-hmm. So the conference, this coming one that's happening in the spring, will be 150 max. Ooh, and I'm glad I already have a ticket. I am too. because I, I was got just, a VIP ticket. I'm very proud of you for Yay. that. It's worth it. I tell them, <laughs> trust me, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, especially for you because you are a good connector mm-hmm. and like you'll actually take advantage of meeting the people that will be in that room because that really is the value, honestly, like the, the people that are in that room that you'll be able to connect with and you're good at like the follow-up and the building relationship post. Not everybody – is seriously thank seriously you for all of that yeah um because <laughs> you know how we all have that imposter syndrome thing going on do you i think we all do well i mean i, I know i know everyone does but i would think you are confident in your connection abilities i'm confident but we all have our moments Un- where, understood where we have felt like we didn't get back to somebody oh or we yeah we didn't do something and we left someone hanging and we, I, I think your heart and I hope my heart is on display in the sense that I never want to really actually truly mean to hurt anyone's feelings. No. But people get their feelings hurt because. Mm. A follow-up doesn't come through. Yes. I guess I'm not as sensitive to that anymore. That's good. Because I, at this point, 
especially in the work that I do, planning conferences, which means a lot of sales for sponsorships and for like the funding that makes the thing happen and also booking speakers. I assume I have to email each person three times before they even read my email. So like, I just don't at all take it personal. People don't get back to me. (laughs) Well, I heard somewhere, I can't remember where, but someone was talking about when when you're especially when you're booking speakers, it's follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up. Like even if you think you're annoying that person to death, like keep following up because the people that you're reaching out to are super busy. Um, Michelle Cordero Grant, who I know you've yes. interviewed on your podcast, the founder of Lively, we when we booked her, I emailed them at least fifteen times before I got a yes. Now, luckily they responded pretty quickly to like my initial inquiry. And then they were kind of getting, they would basically like reply like every third email. So I knew they were still interested, but I also knew they're super busy. And she was basically like on a campaign tour last year, like booking so many events. So I just knew, like I knew I really, really wanted her. I knew that like our values totally aligned and I was just going to keep emailing them until they gave me a yes or no. (laughs) Like until you get a no, just keep emailing them. Oh my gosh. Well, and I'm sure I'm just picturing your email style and who you are. Right. And I'm picturing you and I, I'm saying this for the audience to really level somebody up. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I know there's times I've gotten follow up, but the follow up sometimes sounds annoyed. And I know you wouldn't do that. Correct. You would be like, yes, this is not an what? aggressive. Yes. Thank this you. This is like, let's, a... let's remind everyone not yeah, to be aggressive, no. to be kind and appreciative of that person's time for sure this is like i know you're super busy we'd love to have her let me know when you can get back in touch or following up one more time we're so jazzed about what you're doing like just read this article in ink about you know the next lively pop-up happening like always following up with like you had said kind but also like I guess, like, fangirling almost. Like, Mm -hmm. I legitimately was following all the press that Lively was getting last year because they were doing such awesome things. So when I follow up, it was genuinely from a place of, like, I just read another article which just confirmed in my heart even more why I want you to be here. So I am so glad she was there. Oh, she's amazing. I mean, first of all, like, all the speakers. Like, I get all emotional because, like... It was an emotional thing. That was the first thing that I went to. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like walking in feeling like, what is this thing? What is right. RebelCon? And I went to the mixer the night before. Yep. And then I went to the day thing. And first of all, that's great that there's the mixer. So that way yeah. when you do walk in on that day thing, you have some people to talk to in relationships, but barely. What right. what I've learned now coming to like, I'm trying to come to like every single yes. thing. I'm like in it. I'm I done. Know, I love it. I'm coming tonight. Yay. Oh, it's going to be a blast. <laughs> Do we have to wear fancy dresses? I'm wearing something <gasps> fancy. You don't have to though. Oh, I think most was... people are not, but I definitely am. I, can, I, can I just say I want one of your brother's dresses? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So do I. <laughs> so well, I steal some. them whenever I go up there. You have some. I literally sneak them out Ooh, of really? like the try-on closet. He doesn't let you. Well, no. He'll give me like a dress to wear Ooh. and then I'll like sneak a couple. Oh, extras are we allowed to say this he right. won't he, he might not he it? might not listen that's to true us. okay well go okay shoot he's pretty busy he is i'm pretty <laughs> sure he but is. now that i said that he probably will listen to this and then he'll call me and be like what the app no <laughs> <laughs> no it's fine 
Um, I don't want to make it sound like I don't get hooked up because I do. Yeah. But then it's just like a little extra. Okay, well. No. He's my little brother. Yeah. So like. Do you have an older brother? No, it's just Oh, us. okay, okay, got it. Those are the way you said it. I was like, wait. No, meaning like I'm the big too. sister, so yeah. I'm the boss always. Like it doesn't matter that you're a grown-up famous person. Like I'm still the boss of you. Yes. I actually have a younger brother and yeah, yeah. I was in charge of the remote for the TV. No, he I still was... has to sit in the back seat if we're all like driving with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the big sister. I ride shotgun. <laughs> That's how this works. It's perfect. Yes. Family dynamics. I don't care that you were in Time Magazine's top 100 influential people. Like, you still have to sit in the back. (laughs) So excited. Yeah. Okay. Um, But where was I going with that? Oh, that you have the mix. Oh, I'm coming to everything. Yes. And it took several coming over and over and over again to be honest, and that's the the thing you have to remember about networking. Right. It doesn't work the first time. And that's right. why the people who show up with a stack of business cards and they just try to hand them out to everybody, it just doesn't work. I mean, Correct. we know that. Yes. But I actually left the last event, the panel with the quitters. And by yes. the way, I loved that one. Oh, my God. Like, so good. Are these all recorded? We need to I start. wish. We need to be recording these. I, I know. We really okay, do. Fine, someone, bring- <laughs> someone else asked me if we recorded it and that we should. It was good. I, we at least need like an Technology IG is live not my thing. We or- did do we did do live. So you, I think you it's did an IG there. live? I didn't. Someone did. Oh, okay. Well, I, I, from that moment on, I was like, hmm, I could start bringing my equipment here. Yes. <laughs> Such great conversation. Um, so, yes, that was in it. But the point is you made really great connections at this one. Yes, that it's turning into more things. Right. Like, let's meet up. Let's right. have a conversation. Let's keep the thing going. Like, I just, yeah. it felt like things started to click. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think, I think that's the challenge Really with, like, everything, right? Like, you can't show up one time and then all of a sudden everything works. Like, it's the same with fitness. It's the same with health. It's the same with, like, (laughs) everything. Like, but we expect it to be. And so what always what our goal when we launched the community portion was that we were going to build, help people build real relationships. Whether they turned into professional relationships, personal relationships, like, those Quantifiers to me don't matter, but I don't want people to just like casually meet other people. I want them to actually be able to foster a real relationship of support. Like that's that's the way that you come out of your silo or like your head or like working by yourself. It's not just hanging out with other people. It's about having relationships with other people. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I, um, I've met a couple people now and I've started to think – and somebody that – got me clued into this was like, why don't you have somebody over for dinner? Just like actually invite someone to your house. Like yeah. that's a whole nother level. Like, I mean, granted, I was not inviting myself to your house yesterday, by the way, but no, like that is totally a whole nother to level of like, you're, you want to work with people and do things with people that are fun. And I'm seeing that through apps like, and this sounds super random because I'm not going to be talking about LinkedIn right now. You see it through LinkedIn, but I feel like I see it sometimes through the creators that are on YouTube or on Snapchat or on TikTok. That sounds Mm. funny, but I actually see them realizing that if they get together physically in person, 
they're going to create more things together. Oh, for and sure. And I feel like because those are so video. Right. So it's much more visual, personal. We can actually see the result of people hanging out, though, too. And right. collaborating together. <clears throat> Whereas sometimes you don't see the result of two people going to meet for coffee on LinkedIn. You don't. It's happening more and more because they have video and they're putting live. But yeah. And I think that when totally. I think about RebelCon and continuing the conversation... And I was listening to that podcast again. I'm bringing it all back together, but um, she was saying how two people got together from her community in Colorado, and it like lifted her up. And I feel like I also was watching your IG stories, and I saw you go down to South Carolina, was it? Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's cool to be like oh, that's where she is and that's what she's going to build. We're going to maybe have more community around the U.S. And it it starts to bond you in a way where you could be around the world and wearing RebelCon swag and somebody's like, are you serious? Like, you're a part of, you're a member? <laughs> that's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> let's hope it works out that way. I say let's do it. I mean, I'm working on it one step at a time. <laughs> but no, really, that is the dream. You know, I never was a member of like a sorority or anything like that I when I was in college. But I totally get it. Like, I think when I was in school, I was really kind of, like, snobby about it. Of, like, oh, I would do, like, pay for friends. Just, like, make friends. the same way. But now, as an adult, and I was just talking to someone else about this. As an adult, it's much harder to make friends and to stay friends because you're so busy. And you have different life things that totally, happen. Totally. You've got your married. You've got all the different, like, milestones that yep. happen. And it's a thing. It shifts everything. But I think... I get it now in, like, why people would want to join something where there is that kind of sisterhood or support that they can use, like, throughout their life. You know, I know plenty of people. I don't know as many in sororities, but people that have been been in fraternities, like, that's how they get job interviews. Like, that's how they are, like, successful in their career many times because there's an alumni who was the member of the same fraternity, even though, like, in a different school, in a different, like – Whatever, um, there there is value in connection and like there's value in shared oh, membership. Why we have the same degree? We have the same degree from the same college. I right. mean it. It goes down all those right. layers. And I just met with somebody, and we went to the same high school. Yeah, and finding that commonality and feeling like you're part of something that's bigger than you. I think yeah. that's a big a big desire that many people, myself included, have. Um, in my adult life, you know, I'm not a member of a religious organization and I feel as I get older, again, like I understand why people are that sense of community, that sense of support, that sense of shared values is really important. And so for me, I think uh, part of how I stay motivated is I want to create that for people. And if I can create that and also provide, you know, education and entertainment and inspiration, then we'll do that in this format, not just for entrepreneurs, but for people that, like you said, have that spirit of wanting to do their own thing. Well, and when you break things down where you give it a safe space, I almost felt like this last one, they were raw and vulnerable and sharing stuff that I've never heard women really share about their businesses. About just using their, their 401k, yes. about leaving their husbands, about like all the taboo things okay, that you're, you're not supposed to talk <laughs> about. I know. It's it's mind-blowing to me too. And these are successful 
women with amazing reputations in our small business community that were willing to share that, not just willing, excited to. Yeah, like and they, they shared were, it with no abandonment. Like, it was just like, here. Like, almost correct. like, come take a look at my books. Like, something mm-hmm. very opening. And I feel like that's why that last one for me personally, I was like, I just, I felt like it was so much easier to turn around and have more like immediate conversations that were like a little more vulnerable. For sure. Because you just witnessed. All these people bearing their souls. Yeah. I know. We all got naked. Oh, (laughs) that's amazing. I'm just kidding. No, I mean, we didn't literally get naked. No, no. Make sure that's on the record. No one was naked. Okay. But, no, I'll make sure. <laughs> but no, in in a in yes, in metaphor, yes, people in this community really want to share openly and honestly and vulnerably, and I appreciate that so much. Yeah, well, and I think that happens during the Rebel Con event. It does, and it does. It's just one of those moments that I felt like. It's almost like you start to see patterns because you come to something over and over and over again. And again, that's why you have to keep showing up. That's why I tell people all the time consistent doesn't always mean um, being perfect. No. But consistent is showing up with your heart on your sleeve or however you show up to show your who you are. For sure. So I mean, yeah, we do it. We get vulnerable in the smaller events, our 50 people max community events, but we do it at the conference too when there's 150 people in the room. Yeah. I mean, you were there this past event where my mom made everyone cry by saying oh, nice yeah. things about me. Yeah. It was very nice. That was very nice. <laughs> she set the tone for sure early in the day oh <laughs> that gosh. there would be crying. Yeah. No, I got emotional during that and I was all, I was just thinking like, wow, how do you go home and then go back to, like, how it makes you want to be a part because I'm just telling you that because, like, you literally go home and you're like, I don't want to not have this. I want to have this. Right. Like, you now realize what you didn't have. Well, and that's so funny because we did too because the community didn't exist before the last conference. But the last conference, and we had been talking about it, and we'd been testing other formats. Of I love you talking about all the testing you guys did. Yeah. So after the summer event we had last summer, people were giving us feedback that they wanted to get together more often, but we had no idea what that was going to look like. So we had a mixer, we did a panel, we just kind of were trying out different events styles and types to see like are people even going to show up and they did to every single event we like sold out so after the conference was kind of the deal sealer of like there's so many people in this room that want more and they're not going to want to wait another six months before we have another big event so that's when we decided we knew we needed to launch the membership and it's been phenomenal um i lost my train of thought Okay. <laughs> well, I started also thinking like I got kind of sidetracked because I was thinking like we all need to know a little bit more of your backstory too. Oh, sure. Because I feel like that's the one thing that you didn't go into. And I don't mean to like go like driving down a road and go like. Arr! You're fine. <laughs> we can talk but about But all me. of a sudden I was like, Do we need know? to talk about you. Mm, okay. 
Well, I was born in February. No. <laughs> Is your, your birthday February. No, I really February, was born in February. And my birthday's February also. Ooh, are you a Pisces? No, I'm an Aquarius. Oh, fascinating. So are you Pisces? I'm a Pisces. Okay. Very emotional. <laughs> um, which is fine. So, well, my degree is in marketing. Okay. And I worked in operations out of school. I did like a management training program. And then I worked for a chain of hair salons in Washington, D.C. before. That what was brought like, you to D.C.? <clears throat> that job. Okay. Yeah. I moved all around. Um, I was living in Arkansas before that. And then um, moved to D.C. with that job. And I was just like super burned out. Like D.C. will just drain your soul. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry for the D.C. listeners. But it was just too much the of the beltway. Can be exhausting. I couldn't do it. And, yeah. So my husband and I, one day, we were like out to dinner, and we were like, "Let's just like quit our jobs tomorrow." And he was like, "Sure." And I was like, "Great." And so we like pinky swore that we would. Went in the next day, quit our jobs. He like twenty minutes later had an offer in Richmond, and so I was like, "All right, guess we're moving to Richmond." Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we wait, did you tee up to potentially get an offer in Richmond? I didn't. No, no. him. No. Like, oh. No, but he works in a very competitive industry. So okay. like when the word got out, which took like literally seconds that he was like up for grabs, he was grabbed. Oh well there you go. Well yeah. good job. I know. Good job <laughs> to him. It took me a little longer. Um, but I negotiated with my employer that if I stayed a few more months, they'd pay me through the end of the year. So I had a little cushion. So I moved down to Richmond with my husband and I just like went to yoga for a while at the gym because I couldn't afford like a yoga studio membership. If there was even yoga studios then, this was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I got a job on Craigslist. Oh my gosh, Because I, <laughs> I was like, I just don't want anything stressful. I just want to like go to a job that's fun. So I was like literally looking for like hostess jobs. But I got a job as the director of marketing at the tobacco company restaurant. That is so fun. And it was a blast. I absolutely loved working there. I got to be creative. I got to like do a lot of promotions. I got to work with the chef. It was like really a f- super fun. I had a team of people, like three people reported to me. It was phenomenal. Um, but I got the- I don't know if I've ever met anyone that got a job like that. On Craigslist? On Craigslist. No, I know. They didn't know. They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> you know? They didn't know. Like, that level of position is not usually on Craigslist, no, right? But they hilarious. didn't know how to, like, find real people. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, um, it works out for everyone. And, uh, yeah. So, even though I love the job, I was just kind of, like, antsing for something else. So, I, like, wrote a blog for a little bit. I started baking cupcakes. When did you cupcakes. do that? So what, what time oh, frame are this we is in probably now? like 2010, okay. 2011, and uh, so I had a restaurant blog. It was yeah. like not very good, and the pictures were really bad. But there was like not very many restaurant blogs in Richmond, so yeah. I would get invited to every single restaurant opening, and I like knew all the people in the Richmond food scene. Because I had this silly blog and that actually was like the deal sealer for a tobacco company to hire me because they were like, you like know all about the Richmond dining scene. And I was like, I mean, I go to a lot of restaurants. Like I've never worked at a restaurant, but 
Um, it was really cool. Oh my God, I love this. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and that's the power <clears throat> of starting something that you oh. literally don't know where it's going to go. No but clue. Go, have you read Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic? I did. I love that book. And it, that okay, so when I'm listening to you, yes. I'm feeling that energy of you literally don't know where that blog was going to go. No. But you knew inside of yourself that there was spark there mm, i don't know if i knew that but well there was it was just fun you that's what i mean Free spark by fun food. like yeah mm-hmm. there was something driving you there was People something driving wake up me in the morning and write which was blog. free food <laughs> and just meeting people I love like it. wanting to like be in the middle of the scene because this was also right like if this is like 10 or 8 years ago like richmond's food scene has done like just transformed in that time frame. Not that it wasn't already pretty awesome at that time, but like that to now, it was bananas. So it's like crazy to me still that I like know so many restaurant owners in Richmond from that ridiculously terrible, do you want to know what it was called? Oh my God, it's so embarrassing. I want to know. Thirsty Richmond. I like it. Because I would write about happy hours. I like it. It's fine. Is it still It probably is still on the internet. But, um, Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, so, <laughs> so I was writing my restaurant blog, and so going out to eat all the time, I, like, started to gain a bunch of weight. I was actually going to ask about yeah. that, because first so, of all, you can't see us, and maybe we'll take, like, a little Instagram thing and okay. we'll put it up. I'm slender. You are. But yes. I was not for a minute, because okay. I basically literally ate out every single night and, yeah. like, had cocktails every single night, and then I just sat at my desk and, like, didn't exercise. So I had to start exercising. Like I like had this like epiphany of like, oh my god, none of my clothes fit, and like this is terrible. I know. So I started exercising, and I fell absolutely madly in love with cycling, spinning. I'm a huge <clears throat> fan of spinning. I actually got my spinning certification. Did you to be a spinning instructor? You would be point. a good one. Um, oh, that would be fun. It is fun. Yeah. So okay, anyone listening. I randomly just want one shot at teaching a yo- at a spin place. Just one. I, one shot. I can hook this up for you. <gasps> really? Wait till you hear the rest of the story. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so um, the only place at the time to take a spinning class in Richmond was at Gold's Gym or okay. other gyms. And yeah. it was, like, terrible. And my brother, living in Manhattan, I would go to SoulCycle. And I was like, why doesn't that exist in Richmond? I'm going to open one. Oh, my God. So I opened a spinning studio. In Richmond. What? Yes. And I taught classes. And I was the, the – my first class I ever taught was on the first day that we opened, which is crazy. And then I was one of the most popular instructors because I just love it, love it, love it. And, yeah. <laughs> so – but this is where, like, the story gets kind of sad, but it, like, comes oh, back. Okay. So – We'll get there. <laughs> we – it took, like, a year to get the studio open because at the time, like, boutique fitness was not a thing. There was, like, two yoga studios in Richmond, one bar studio – Nobody understood it. They're like, no one's going to pay $15 to take one class when it's $25 to join a gym for a month. And I was like, no, like, you don't understand. They are. So it was really hard for us to raise money and get open because I don't come from, like, wealth that I can just be like, hey, give me money, family. Um, But we did it. In a year, we raised enough money, found a location, opened, hired instructors, the whole nine. And, like, three months after we opened, I found out I was pregnant. I was still working my full-time job, teaching four classes a week, running the business in the evenings and weekends, and growing a person. So when I – You are my new hero. Well, no. That should be no one's hero (laughs) because after I had the baby, I had just terrible postpartum depression. I was totally burned out. I was just doing absolutely too much. You're still my hero. 
No, I don't care. Okay, I can still be your hero, but it was that it was really terrible, and yeah. so I was like, I gotta figure this out. Like, I'm gonna quit my job. Maybe that'll free up enough energy that I'll feel better. It didn't. I sold the business because I was like, I'm just like drowning and like I can't figure out why. And so I wasn't actually diagnosed with postpartum depression until all these things happen. So then I'm diagnosed with postpartum depression and realize like I just quit everything. <laughs> and now I have to figure it all out again. Oh, wow. So I spent a long time trying to figure it out. Like what's going on? Why am I so unhappy? Like, my business was successful. I love my job. Like, the baby's healthy and happy. Like, why am I feeling so unfulfilled? And that really was the catalyst for RebelCon starting because I knew how to make things successful. Like, I could, I figured out how to make money. Like, we were doing – we were cash positive in that business in, like, four months and then, like, profitable in six. And so – they the business was great and all of like the pieces should stack up to like me being happy and blissed out but so many things were out of alignment combined with exhaustion and postpartum depression that like I was like I need to like figure out a better way like how do I know what is going to make me happy like how do I know what relationships are supportive or not and so that was the driver. So I started doing business coaching because once I sold my business, all these people started coming to me and saying like, hey, like that thing you did with your business, like how do I do that? And so I would help other, especially service-based businesses, a few fitness studios and other service providers. Um, But even then, like I could give them like the formula for how to make their business profitable and I could teach them about marketing and I could connect them to the people that could be supportive partners, but like that wasn't going to make them happy. Like I was more excited to learn about like how do we become fulfilled because successful profitable business doesn't equal personal fulfillment, but I knew that there's an intersection somewhere. And you never get to a point no, there's it's no point. It's a journey. There's no point. The journey doesn't end until you die. Correct. <laughs> so, and that's why I feel like so many people are getting burned out and they are getting... For sure. Like, okay, yeah. Keep and going. I see so many people that are like leaving perfectly good careers because they're burned out and then they try the entrepreneur thing and I was like, that's not going to be easier or better. Like you're burnt out and exhausted because you haven't learned how to like work the right way. Like you don't know the skill set that you have that you should be really leaning on. And you're trying to do things that you're not good at because you think you have to. And there's so many other things. But anyways, I don't even know. I don't, I'm not an expert on any of that. I wanted to learn. So when we started RebelCon, it was really like for my own personal selfish reasons of like, there's got to be women that are running successful companies that aren't miserable. Like, can we talk to them about that? Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to just learn, like, how to be awesome at marketing. Like, I want to learn, like, how people that are awesome at marketing, like, manage their day. Like, I want to learn how people have supportive relationships and have successful businesses because I don't feel like you get to hear enough about that. And sometimes I get a little bit of, like, critique or, like, pushback from people of, like, well, no, you're asking women about how they, like, balance and, like, have it all. And, like, no one ever asked men about that. And I was like, I mean, I just ask people things that I want to know. Like, I want to learn, like, how women that have young kids grow 
successful startup companies. Because guess what? I'm a woman with young kids and I want to grow a successful startup company. But I don't want to just know how to make your startup a bajillion dollar business. Like that's not enough for me. I mean, we have to live in the reality of how the dynamics have always been. And like you just said, okay, fine. Maybe nobody's asking those questions. They should be. They should be. <laughs> right. And I think they I would are. love to hear I'm, from men too. How do you be a supportive spouse? <laughs> podcast that I do feel like, I mean, there's a bunch probably, but I do feel like that's happening more. I agree. But and I'm happy about it. I'm happy about it, but I want to challenge anyone listening that you get beyond what's your morning routine. I feel like I hear that totally. all the time. Yeah. I don't literally want to know what your morning routine is. I want to know... Like you said, mm-hmm. how are you doing the journey so you're not miserable? Right. How are you doing the grind and the hustle so you're not getting prediabetes? How right. are you... What have you quit oh. that was making you unhappy? And how did you get from leaving that thing to where you are? And if it is you cashed out your 401k or you moved back into your parents' house or like whatever those things are that you I had to do. I moved into my parents' house. Yes, that's what I want to hear. years old. Praise. I think that's fantastic. hard as hell. Because no one else is talking about doing that. Yeah. But guaranteed you're not the only one. No. Like, that is Me exactly. and a baby. <laughs> I move into my parents' house and then I've got, you know, we all know that our children are going to get potty trained. They're not yes. going to go to college in diapers. But <laughs> there's so much scrutiny on women and I'm not trying to exclude what scrutiny, because there's tons of scrutiny on men for different reasons for sure. in different categories. But specifically what I have experienced, and I only know from my lens, just like you only know from your lens, Mm -hmm. but I've experienced scrutiny by being successful and rising and climbing the corporate ladder and um, being a single mom and trying to do it all there. And it's like scrutiny both places. Yeah, no, there's no winning. (laughs) And there, you know, and I also recognize that like everyone's journey is their own, But I felt when we were creating our programming and our goals for the Rebel community and Rebel Con, there's so many people that are amazing at teaching business skills. Like, that's not what we wanted to do. Like, do I know absolutely incredible people that could share so much about the skills that they have in business? For sure. But if I'm going to really dive in with them, I want to know something else. (laughs) So that's it's almost the motivation. like you said. I listen to the quitters, and I know we probably want to check the time, so we don't. How are we? I didn't look, but we're good. Oh. Are you sure? Yes, we got five minutes. What? No. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, I just want to like quickly say that, like I said, the last event really hit me, and I think it was because it was that moment where it's like, oh, you're okay. You went through that crap. You quit these things. You were, you, you lost your, your home or what you did all, all these maybe potentially really crappy things happen to you, just like you just shared. Right. <laughs> they can be seen as crappy. For but sure. But in a way, I'm, and this sounds really terrible, but I'm like, if you hadn't gone through that, we wouldn't be sitting here. I wouldn't be able to have the, and I'm one person attending. Right. Out of. 150 that are going to be attending right. that their lives and you continue to have that ripple effect of changing lives. And we talk about changing lives, but it really does happen. No, it really happens. <laughs> it's for real. Yeah. I think 
you know, in the process of all of the challenge, I wasn't thinking like, oh, this is going to make me better. I'm going to come out on the other side. Awesome. Like, absolutely not. Like, it's only with like years of space and therapy and reflection that I can recognize why the challenges in my life have led to me being successful at other things. And that's still for sure a journey and a process. But what I do know to be true is there is no one that isn't without struggle in some place in their life. And it's really valuable to learn from that and to be open about that versus just talking about all the ways you've been successful. That's incredible. It's for real. Yeah, it is for real. (laughs) And I definitely want to highlight the fact that I appreciate you showing up and opening up because you give permission and validation for other people. And that's literally a ripple effect that happens. And that's why I labeled this level up your business with heart and humor, because it isn't about, sure, we could sit here and do strategies and we could do, like you said, the business talk. And, but that's not, at the end of the day, what's going to stop your needle from moving is everything that we're sharing. Like, I agree. Going home and binging Netflix because you literally can't function anymore and you want to numb out something. There, there's a lot of addiction. There's mm-hmm. pain. People are Damn working it. way too hard <laughs> and pain. I'm one of those too. Like <laughs> preventing burnout and helping people recognize that they don't have to be suffering and struggling so hard is for sure a personal mission of mine because I've done it more than once. I mean, yeah. that's kind of my like go-to. Well, one thing I latched onto and the reason I'm ending with this is because it just like really, really resonated with me was when you were just talking about the event in the fall. And that there was this magic in leaving a little bit of it open and not having it all figured out. I love that. I love there's more people that need to just be like, no, if you leave the playbook a little bit more open, you're more you you actually can shoot for the stars and you may get even bigger things that happen during that event that you can't even imagine. That's my favorite thing. Okay. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, do you have anything to share? Any updates on that? I mean, I'm just so fascinated by that vibe and that feeling. Because, again, I feel like so many businesses are running on, like, this is what we're going to do in quarter four and we're in quarter one. Yeah. I wish I could be like that. Okay. Like, I'm super jealous of people that can do that. But I just don't have it in me. I'm more like you. I can't. I am always open to the potential of possibility. Actually, it's funny. So we just confirmed our final speaker for the spring event, like, two days ago. And I was feeling a lot of pressure from my team of, like, look, like, we need to just, like, nail it down. Like, we need to just, like, finalize the agenda. And I was like, no, like, I just have this feeling that, like, some amazing speaker is going to come out. Like, I don't know from where or what. Like, I have no warm leads by any means. I just, I just like, know. Like, we've got to hold a spot and the agenda for somebody that's a superstar. And, like, wouldn't you know it, I got an email back from one of the co-founders of Universal Standard. And we haven't even announced this yet, but Universal Standard is this amazing women's apparel company And they are part of the Female Founders Collective um, that Rebecca Minkoff started. Yes. And it's going to be just absolutely awesome to have her join us. And so it was like, 
literally just like came out of nowhere two days ago. And I'm like, I'm so glad that I didn't make a final plan because you just never know <laughs> what's going to happen. And and that's, again, going back to when we first sat down, I was like, I don't have a planned out list of questions. I just right. know that I have listened to podcasts you've been on. I've been, I mean, we've been connected. I've um, followed you on social media. I read what you write. That's the whole power of actually following people you want to follow yeah. and connecting with people you want to connect with. It's so. easier than most people think. It really is. Somebody reminded me the other day. Oh, gosh, if I can remember. Her name's Joanna. Yeah, sorry. Joanna reminded me, and she was like, you have how many people in your Facebook group? And I was like, uh, it might be about 100. And she was like, imagine inviting all those 100 people over your house right now. She's like, do you feel good? Did you just have a party? And I was like, yeah, I just had a party. And she was like, then that's it. You have your community. You have you have everything you need. You're successful. And we think in the millions sometimes, or we think we have to have 100,000. She was like, you are successful. You are so successful, actually. And I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, if you have 100 people that are loving your content, what's your problem? Like, why would you think less of your own? You see what I mean? Bigger is not always better. No, it is not. And we can end with that. Just Yay! <laughs> Judy, thank Bigger you is not always so better. <laughs> much for this conversation. Yeah, this was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it. Me too. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in too. <laughs> All right. So we're done. I just let it go, not because I'm going to do anything with it, but I just let it go. That is okay. I am sorry you to run go. out, but I have a meeting right now. And, and I'm there's gonna probably take one quick picture because we yes. just can. <laughs> oh, if we do it that mm. way, though. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, <laughs> I didn't mean Are you to like, do yeah? <laughs> sorry, I'm not that cute today. No, you're so I'm cute. getting.